All-State, two-year starter, and rush in for the Big Red and NFL vet. Is Dudeness or uh, Duder or, uh, you know, El Duderino, if you're not into the whole brevity thing. It's Blackshirt Jay Moore with Hale Varsity Radio. Back into it at Hale Varsity Radio. We're presented by Currency. That Blackshirt Hour continues. Nebraska at 0-2, but you know who won this weekend? Jay Moore. And his lovely wife is they got to see Morgan Wallen. Actually, Morgan Wallen got to see Jay Moore and his <laughs> lovely bride. Uh, ten feet away, Jay. Let's let's uh, flex a little bit on where your concert seats were at. Yeah, what did not know we were. Uh, you know, we had it was general admission floor, so we thought it was going to be a little further back. But we got up there, and it's like, nope, you actually are up here. And I mean, I could have. He could have reached out, grabbed a beer from my hand, and took a drink if he really wanted to. That's a mistake. But um, <laughs> <laughs> here's how this went: GA floor means you uh, you get the seats for Jay Moore. Jay taps somebody that's doesn't have the same neck size as him on the shoulder and says, "Sir, would you?" Jay's going, "Excuse me, excuse." You're just making your way up front, man. You're bulldozing. I like it. Yeah, I tell you what, though, I needed that. I needed something to look forward to. I, I figured, you know, if the results ended like they did. At least I had something to look forward to that night. And I figured Nebraska got the win. The day was going to be better. But it helped uh, It helped hedge my day a little bit you know, on Saturday with that result we have. We're, I'm sure we're about to discuss. We, we are. But uh, the, the cool thing of the weekend, Jay Moore, Mama Bear uh, at Morgan Wallen. Uh, Carson and, and the bunny went. And a uh, little beknownst to me that they killed every piggy bank in the Schmidt household to go. But, hey, they got to go while Elijah and I had phenomenal prime rib. Elijah had the biggest, thickest cut of prime rib I've seen in some time, and I had a steak. So we got to nice. see Barnett, too, hey. which was cool. Oh, awesome. So that was Even our the, – the, the game, though, my friend, I, I want to just get your take as a defensive guy. Mm-hmm. 36-14, at one point it was 13-7. to and then the floodgates opened, and they opened on third and long. How do you digest that performance defensively? Do you look at it and say, damn, they were good for long enough, or it's a four-quarter ball game and there was too many busts in the second half? I look at it as a point where they played good enough to win that football game. At some point, the offense has, has to do something to help you out. I mean, you gave them so many opportunities. You played so well through the first – oh, you call it 40 minutes of that game. Mm-hmm. I mean, you were really darn good. And you held them to field goals after turnovers. You got off the field on fourth down. You got the field on third down. You made a, a, an offense that couldn't miss the week before, looked confused at times. Uh, you were able to create pressure. You are able to sack uh, a really good quarterback. And Travis Hunter wasn't doing much. The run game wasn't doing much. You did enough. There has to be some time because, like I said, I always say that college football is the momentum is so key. We had an opportunity to grab the momentum that, that the defense was able to establish and give us in that first half and maybe even into the third quarter a little bit. And obviously, with the turnovers, missed field goals, uh, and just the penalties, we weren't able to to grab it. And then at some point, the dam is going to break, right? It's just that that, that Colorado deep, or excuse me, that Colorado offense is. Is so powerful, and now we're at altitude. The defense has got a ton of snaps. They're not getting any help. 
it was only a matter of time before they were going to make some moves. Like they're, this is a good football team. They're able to adjust, you know, correct some mistakes they made in the first half and implement a new plan. And they did. And they got over top of us a couple times and on third and long, but you just got to get some help from the offense. And that obviously didn't happen. And it's, it's very concerning now heading into, you know, Northern Illinois and, you know, the rest of the 10 games in uh, 2023 that this offense is, is not very good. A bit of a a two-part question here when you look at the the mood of the defense. First off, after playing damn near a flawless first half, and I don't mean in terms of not allowing Colorado to pick up any first rounds or any yards, but in terms of the scoreboard, that game realistically could have and should have been 0-0 if Nebraska, the offense... Could have been 10-0 Nebraska. Well, yeah. If if the offense doesn't shoot themselves in the foot, either that's a a tie ball game or you have the lead going into halftime. So what is the mood in that locker room at halftime whenever you look up at the scoreboard and see that you're down by 13 points in a a first half that you played phenomenally well? And then as a follow-up to that question, does that, that mentality, that frustration seep over into a week of practice as you try to get geared up for northern illinois as you try to put that last game behind you does that seep into the back of your mind as you're preparing for a week of practice like hey all this work we're doing this week is it going to matter when saturday rolls around if the offense shoots themselves in the foot you know i don't think i the defense i was a part of and then i was a part of some decent defenses that uh didn't get some help from the offense it's never it was never been this bad but there was times where we struggled i look at the 2005 season uh you know, we had a really good defense, led the nation in sacks in 2005, but we didn't get a lot of help from our offense. But I think you are so preoccupied with what you're trying to do on defense that sometimes you just you can't worry about what the offense is doing. Uh, mature, good defenses, you gotta you just gotta go out and play, no matter what the situation is. And there's gonna be times. I, I mean, I don't know. I hope. I, I really. I mean, you always think as defense, there's gonna be times where you're gonna struggle, and hopefully the offense is gonna pick your pick up your end of the bargain. But I don't know if that's gonna be the case this year, unfortunately. But I don't think there's ever a frustration with – you can't ever get to – yeah, of course, you're going to be like, gosh, dang, I wish we could get some help. I wish we just gave them great field position and, you know, the field goal is blocked, they missed the field goal, or they turned the ball over. You just can't – you can't get yourself caught up in that because this game is too complicated and it's such a, a fast-moving game that you have to stay focused on what you got to do. You cannot be worried about what the offense is doing. You just can't. You have to go out there, focus on your one role – of that 11 man defense and go do your job. And if it's, if the offense is not going to give me help, so be it. You just keep, you keep doing your thing. You can't, you cannot get frustrated as hard as it may seem. You can't do it. You just, I, and I never, I, I think that's just what good defense and mature defense will do is just focus on what's at, at the task at hand, you know, and you just try to hopefully make the situation better. What do you got to score, create more turnovers? Uh, I mean, if I was going to give the defense, you know, I'm not a negative, but it's like something they probably could do better. They're probably going to have to create more turnovers and maybe score. And that's, I know that's, that's asking a lot because this defense is really, really good. But there's been a couple times, and even that game, there, there should have been some interceptions and we didn't get them. This defense is going to have to make some plays to grab the momentum, turn this thing around, and get this thing going in the direction it needs to go because I just don't see the offense giving us much help the rest of the year. Jay Moore's with us. Big red wrap up at Jay Moore 44. On Twitter's where you find him. You watch him Tuesday nights on Nebraska Public Media. So, Jay, I want your your thought on the quarterback situation. You've addressed what mature football teams do, and that is support one another. Uh, let's get into you know what rules going to be watching this week. A, it's the health of of Sims, 
B, it's the reality of having to have a Harburg or a Pretty ready to go. And and I, I, I would like to see Harburg. That's an easy take, but I know it's bigger than just as simple as, well, okay, maybe this guy will take care of the ball better. Wonderful. But there's a there's a big dy- dynamic. There's a team dynamic that that you have to worry about. And, and Sims is a popular guy for a reason in that locker room. He's a guy that people want to see succeed. I just remember watching him and, and, and Henrich together on the bench. I mean, there's... There, there is care and compassion between different sides of the football on that team. It's, it's the, the, the chemistry part's been very real and, and well cultivated by rule from the dorms to now, this adversity. Uh, how'd you handle it, man? Put your headset on. What do you think of the quarterback? Yeah, it's, it's not a great situation. I think Jeff Sims has all the capability in the world to be a good quarterback, but rule number one, as a quarterback, you got to take care of the football. No, I mean, <laughs> and if you can't do that, then you're you're not going to be a good good quarterback. In in rule number one of the, the what's the most important aspect of offensive play? Getting the snap. Now I know there might have been rule might be uh, alluding to some issues that they handled the the crowd noise bad. The, there was some mistiming with the, the snaps, and that might have led to some of the fumbled uh, snaps. But still, uh, hit your hands, catch the ball, right? We're you're a Division one athlete. So, very, it's, it's, it's a re- going to be a very interesting, you know, it's not an easy situation because you brought Jeff Sims in. You, you said, Casey Thompson, you're not our guy anymore. Uh, obviously, Casey was a darn good quarterback here last year for us. But you bring, you hit your wagon to, to Jeff Sims and say, hey, he's our man. You make some comments that, you know, NFL draft scouts think he's an NFL type of quarterback. You know, I've, it's, I've remained, I haven't seen that yet, but you have to, he has to take care of the football. I don't know how you do it and how you get there, but you have to just, it's the turnovers. You just can't have them. You cannot have them and you cannot have them for the rest of this year. I mean, this, if they turn the ball over four more times against Northern Illinois this weekend, they're going to get beat. Just simple as that. And the interesting fact now is you look at, because if you're, if this is your guy, and you brought him in for a reason. It's just kind of you're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place, right? Do you want to stick with him because you want him to get better and maybe uh, outgrow these turnovers and get past them, and he can get some confidence, or do you set him to the side and say, "Hey, man, we can't play you. You are a liability to our team." So it's it's this that's the situation that they're dealt at hand. But also, I'm. Reminded, this is kind of the, the where the rubber kind of meets the road of all the off-season talk and the, all the hypothetical situations. But Rule said it: either you're coaching it or you're allowing it to happen. You know, so I want to know if that's the shit. Obviously, they're not coaching turnovers, but now are you allowing it to happen? Because <laughs> that that shouldn't happen. That that these should not happen. And if it if you can't get him over the situation, you got to play someone else. Now, if he's able to go out, and I, I think you're going to see him, and I'm okay with this. If you're going to start him again against Northern Illinois, this if he has a mistake with turnover early in the game, I tell you what, you got to. I don't. I don't know how you can keep playing him. I just don't understand the situation. I don't know how you can just keep 
banging your head against the wall for four quarters with your quarterback, you turn on the football and just think it's going to be any any different. You you owe it to your team to give them the best shot to win. You know your defense is good enough. Your special teams are, you know, have been. It's only been two games. Have been uh, a little um, up and down as well. But <laughs> somehow you can just limit the turnovers to one a game. I mean, this team's two and zero. If they only have one turnover or one to, two to, two total turnovers instead of eight like we have now and it's just inexcusable and it's it's tough i, I don't i don't want i don't want the situation i but you you, ha, you owe it to your team if you cannot put a quarterback out there if your quarterback can keep putting out there just as careless with the football you can't have it it's just you just end a, end a story so if it happens i imagine you see harburg rather quickly on saturday if, and if nf sims is able to play as well with the ankle injury And now, and now back to Hale Varsity Radio. Jay Moore with us here, Hale Varsity Radio, as we put a bow on Nebraska and Colorado, talk some quarterback, and uh, look ahead to Northern Illinois. And Jay, whenever you look at, at the handling of the quarterback situation thus far this year, do you think that, that keeping Jeff Sims on the field flies in the face of what Matt Rule has preached this offseason about accountability? Because you look at the Anthony Grant situation, third on the depth chart because of fumbling issues during fall camp, and then he has a fumble against Minnesota in a big-time moment. He doesn't see the field once against Colorado, at least in terms of offensive snaps. Jeff Sims, on the other hand, he's turned the ball over plenty this year, and he continues seeing the field. Does that fly in the face of, a, of, of Matt Rule's accountability, or do you think the quarterback position is held to a different standard? Uh, I think it's different when you have other serviceable running backs. I just don't know. I mean, I haven't seen practice. I don't know what Chubba Party or Henrik Harburg is able to do. I think, yes, Jeff Sim has is better than all those two options. And maybe they turn the ball over just as much uh, in practice. I don't know that, but I'm guessing that's that's part of the issue too. And obviously Jeff Sim is their guy. They brought him in for a reason. I, I do understand that. I've already discussed that at length. But it's it's tough i mean it's it's really hard because you want him to succeed he's only a junior he's your quarterback you would think going into next year and if he's going to be the guy like i said it's it's tough to do you want him to learn on the field and and get over these issues or you got to say hey man like you're gonna have to learn and practice or get over these things and practice somehow because we you we just can't have it. i i know and he i know this is this it's, it's it's a rebuild. And I know rule said it's not going to be, it's not a quick and easy fix, but just because of that doesn't mean you should roll out a quarterback who's turned the ball over six times on his own in two games. I don't care. I don't care if it's not an easy thing. That's just, that's just inexcusable. And that's just bad coaching. That's just period. If you're going to keep doing it, uh, just with the, with the, with the excuse to say, Hey, this is going to take a while. Well, I mean, we've, <laughs> I don't care if you have to hand the ball off 60 times a game. Quit turning it over. Give your, give your team a chance to win. That's why you, you, you don't owe it to Jeff Sims. You owe it to the team, right? You owe, give this team the best shot to win. And if Jeff Sims keeps turning the ball over, he's not going to help this team win the, win the football game. So you got to put someone else in there that's going to take care of the ball. It's, it's, uh, it seems complicated, but, it, you know, talking about it more, it's, it's obviously pretty simple too. Well, I mean, no one's bigger than the team. I mean, that's what you hear a lot, but you've also got to practice what you preach. And I and I listen. I think Matt Rule 
will will make the right decision, whatever that decision is at quarterback. And if a change needs to happen, he'll make that change because I don't think he's the type of guy to sacrifice. You've just got a delicate situation with quarterback. Guys, I think we all see the upside in Sims. It needs to be – that ratio needs to be reversed. You've seen – handful of cool rollouts and completions or the 57-yard quarterback keep uh, the mm-hmm. touchdown. You see you see why folks have rolled the dice on him for three years at Georgia Tech and a year at Nebraska because, damn, he's a physical specimen, and he's got a lot of talent. There is talent there, but you gotta, you got to flip that ratio of mistakes versus splash wow moments and plays. And can he change what he's been? That's the coach's job, and if he doesn't, then you change and and you 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 adapt or die, which leads us to a bigger question. Jay, we'll wind down uh, this second segment with this, and Elijah and I were talking about it. The expectations in Nebraska, do you, do you despite the Owen to start, is their ceiling still bowl eligibility, or should you reassess that here after this start? Well, if they get the turnover situation figured out, then. I tell you what, the Big Ten West isn't very good. They're not very it's good. It's no Pac-12 uh, this year. <laughs> what, yeah. I mean, I think Iowa's probably the best team in the Big Ten West so far this year. I mean, yeah. just from what I've seen through two games, I've, Illinois has their issues. Purdue has their issues. Wisconsin's a mess. Wisconsin has their issues. Uh, Northwestern obviously has their issues. Uh, so I think the Big Ten West is, is wide open, and I haven't seen any reason why that Nebraska can't beat them if they take care of the football. I truly believe that. Now, Iowa, I think Iowa's really good. I think they're, they're I wouldn't say really good. I got to pump the brakes on that. But the defense is always good. Uh, the quarterback, the McNamara, gives them a better option than they've had in the last couple of years. Uh, somewhat more of, an, a, of a better weapon on offense, even though it's still uh, still struggling. I, I think uh, for, uh, the OC Ferenc still hasn't hit that 25 points a game yet. So, um I, I think there's some winnable games out there. I truly do. I'd like to think that they're going to get two in these next two weeks. They're not beating Michigan. That's that's for sure. Uh, you can you can go on the road and beat Illinois. If you you got to take care of the football. You can beat you can beat uh, Northwestern. You can beat Purdue. Uh, Mich- and Michigan State now with this whole situation too. Who knows what they're going to look like with the whole Mel Tucker situation? That could potentially. I wasn't looking at it as a winnable game. So I think there's again. I'm rather optimistic in the rest of the season but that's that's assuming they take this they can't take care of the football but if they can't take care of the football i don't to me i don't know if they're if this is gonna be an issue going throughout the year i don't know if they can win two games i don't blame you if it, if it turns into 20 points off turnovers or 20 lost points left on the field no, they're 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 hosed. They're they're done yeah. and the thing is whenever you talk about the big 10 west jay we've seen plenty of teams through the years in the big 10 west have winning seasons with minimal offense in a solid defense. It's possible, but as you well, kind I, of are, are saying, it's it's the turnovers that's that's really killing yeah. you right now. Well, Iowa's done it for years. Iowa's done that for decades. Their offense has been terrible, but their defense and special teams are fantastic. And they don't turn the ball over. It's been done before. I mean, it's not that hard. You just got to take care of the ball, flip the field, get points when you can, and hopefully your defense can can get you a touchdown or two it's throughout the year. It's not that complicated, but you just can't play football. You're never going to be a good football team if you're going to have eight turnovers on the first two games. I don't care what, how good your defense is, special teams, or how good your, 
your weapons are on offense. If you keep turning over, you're 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 behind the eight ball, you know, every game. Jay, last thought. Jay Moore with his black shirt, Husker NFLer. Big red wrap up at Jay Moore forty four. What's your morale level? Do you think things do get turned around, or are you just let's uh, make it to Saturday and see after Saturday? Yeah, I tell you what, I I was very optimistic. Everyone asked me the Colorado game. I go, I feel good about. Them. I fully expected them to win. Same. I did. I fully expected them to win. I knew it was going to be close. I knew the defense was going to play better. I just didn't see them giving them the ball four times. I mean, they literally, literally handed them the ball for for three of those plays. I mean, uh, one guy, it was a bad throw. He made a great play on the sideline. Okay, but they literally gave him the ball for, uh, you know, on the fumbled handoffs. So, with that being said, uh, my tone has changed, you know, because I just – you just got to, you know, fool me once, shame on me, fool me twice, mm-hmm. you know. I'm not going to get fooled again, right? So, what do, I, what do we know about this off this, this team through two games? Defense is really good. Special teams is okay. This offense is really bad because they turn the ball over and they can't get points in the red zone. So I got to assume that's going to be the story for the rest of the year until I until I'm shown differently because that's what we've seen through two games. So they come out and they show some promise, take care of the football against Northern Illinois and Louisiana Tech. Maybe my tone will change, but until that, I am. I'm concerned. I am very, very concerned for the rest of this year because even though those some of those games look more winnable, they're still Big Ten opponents, and they're still tough. They're still good football teams. They still got Division One Big Ten athletes on that teams on those teams. And if you can't get offense, you keep turning the ball over. You're going to lose. So I, I need to see. I need to see some a better offensive product, and I got to see them take care of the football Saturday against Northern Illinois. Otherwise, ew, it, it's it, it's going to be a long year, boys. Amen. Jay Moore with us. Watch him on Big Red Wrap-Up. Bird, we'll get caught up again. Thanks for the insight today. Yep, you got it. Thanks, boys.